0: You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts, episode six. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? I'm doing
1: great.
0: How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Not a not a great day, but I'm excited to be recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, do you want to just kick it off and get into it tonight? Do you have a? Do you, would you like to start?
1: You get to start today.
0: I get to start.
1: Yeah, I started last time.
0: Okay. What? Well, are you sure?
1: It doesn't matter. I, I mean, there's proof. We can look
0: it up. You can look it up.
1: Are you gonna look it up right now? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're
1: gonna have to draw
0: Me. Okay. I will try. I will try. Uh, this Did first.
1: You just roll your eyes.
0: I. You wouldn't know. I can't look at you and looking and speaking to the mic. So. I'm
1: pretty positive. I saw an eye roll. Yeah, you're wrong.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My first story tonight, I picked just for you.
1: Great. You are
0: going to love this news. Okay. I like love. Okay. Well, it's not really about love.
1: Oh. Serial killers?
0: <laughs> no. Like, not morbid. Oh. Here we go. Okay. Up to 25 cups of coffee a day, safe for heart health.
1: Oh my God, my dad just told me about this. Today. Did he? That's awesome. <laughs> I was talking to him on the ride home, mm-hmm. and he actually said, I hope you know it's okay to drink a lot of coffee. It's <laughs> yes, it been is. proven. I said, No, dad, I, I can't handle the caffeine. They call me Chatty Kathy at work <laughs> if I have m- too much. Yep. Well. And he goes, Well, I meant for the heart. <laughs>
0: Well, anyway, uh, the story here, uh, coffee lovers might uh, be able to breathe a sigh of relief. A new study found drinking even large amounts of the caffeinated beverage won't stiffen arteries or harm your heart. Uh, Aficionados have been getting mixed messages about their favorite drink. Some research suggesting that coffee drink can improve health. Other studies advise people should cut down on their consumption. Uh, But this study, which was funded by the British Heart Foundation... So it wasn't funded by Folgers. <laughs> but, uh, this, the study studied more than 8,000 people across the UK, uh, found that even those who drank up to 25 cups of coffee a day were no more likely to experience stiffening of the arteries than someone drinking less than one cup a day.
1: But in the study, was it light rose, dark rose, decaf? I don't know.
0: That I don't know. Um, I did also uh, in the same article they had a um some information that Coca-Cola is digging in and they're going to make a coffee flavored Coke because you know mm. coffee's all the oh, craze. I hear a lot about. I've never tried it, and I'm going probably really weird that I've never tried it. But I've been hearing a lot of ads for different um, iced coffees. I can't imagine drinking an iced coffee.
1: It's not like coffee poured into ice. It's more like. Creamer with a hint of coffee okay. for it. Maybe I'll
0: have to try it someday. Iced but
1: coffee is really good, but just know it's full of sugar, full of dairy. Yeah, it's full of
0: all I can hot think
1: coffee. of. All I can think <laughs> of is my
0: least favorite thing about coffee is after it's been in the cup for 10 minutes, I can't drink it, it's too cold, it tastes gross. So, the thought of iced coffee to me is like. Ugh.
1: No, iced coffee is not what you're thinking. Okay. You can actually buy it in the carton, in the store, in the refrigerator section.
0: Yeah, I was... Because
1: it's more dairy than it is. I've been
0: coffee. hearing a lot of ads on podcasts for this company that sends you a box, like a box of wine, except it's iced coffee. <laughs> so it's
1: probably non-dairy, I'm assuming.
0: I'm assuming it'd be non-dairy.
1: i kind of interested in, in that, box.
0: then. I'll have to see if I can remember what I the name I can guarantee, of the company you,
1: was. though, it's... it's Creamer, it's brown color. Okay. So for non true coffee drinkers, or for people who don't drink black coffee, like, I can drink black coffee and a dark roast on top of it without adding anything to it. Mm-hmm. Iced coffee is more for people like my sister, where half coffee, half sugar. That's <laughs> Literally. Like I
0: mean, I don't put sugar in my coffee, but the creamer sweet. Well,
1: nice, so. my sister, if you don't wash your cup right away and it sits there, it's like cement. Okay, that's well just throw yeah, it away.
0: That's kinda gross.
1: She's been drinking it like that since she was in the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> she would be an iced coffee drinker. She okay. would probably really enjoy it.
0: Okay. Well, I just wanted to let you know you can drink that coffee no, you all can't. you want. Your coffee. I you can see, drink your coffee I all you see want. These studies and it won't be any heart problems with What type you. of
1: cup coffee they use because I can guarantee there's no sugar added. Oh,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure no this caffeine. is just coffee. Plain this coffee. is just plain coffee. But. For sure.
1: Did they use decaf?
0: No. I mean every every part of this that I read was talking about the caffeinated beverage of coffee. They did oh. not use decaf.
1: Well, I can't drink light roast too much of it. Yeah.
0: I have the same problem with light beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just doesn't cut it, does it? Yeah,
0: not really. Anyway, that's my story about coffee. Picked it just for you because I know how much you like your coffee in the morning.
1: Well, thanks. My dad told me the same thing today, too. (laughs)
0: Me and your dad know you very well.
1: (laughs) I was super excited. (laughs) Well, he kind of was trying to rub it in everybody's face because he drinks coffee all day, every Mm -hmm. day. And he's like, I knew it wasn't bad for me.
0: (laughs) Your dad's also one of those kind of people who, if... When there's news that contradicts what the world has thought prior, he really likes having that news. It's
1: when he's, he's right. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like something he knew, and yet everybody's stats were against that. It's like yep. eggs. Yeah, He'll well, even talk about eggs. They're good for you. They're bad for you. They're good for you. Yep. They're just good for you. Who cares? It all depends
0: on the decade. Every decade, they change. <laughs> <laughs> Although, although now I think we have to call that as actually eating chicken. Never mind. We'll go on to the next story. Protein?
2: protein.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the egg is a whole chicken, because it's got to be treated as a, it's a whole chicken. What? Nothing. Go on to the next story.
1: That, like, flew right over my head.
0: <laughs> go on to the next One story.
1: One flew over the cuckoo's nest over here. Okay, so my story... It started out as, like, this little meme I came across, and I kind of sort of read the story. I didn't really read the story, but I thought this little thing I found...
0: So you read the headline and you figured that's enough?
1: No, it was, okay. like, the, it was under, like, 40... Um, I can't remember the name, title of the thing. And then I went and pulled it up just to kind of see if it was true. It's, it was in um, The Truth Seeker. Anthony Cromstock and Free Speech in America.
2: Okay.
1: And oh, it's on churchandstate.org. Okay. But the meme I found said um, the rubber police in nine in the <laughs> 19 blah 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 rewind. <laughs> in the eighteen eighties, Anthony Comstock started confiscating people's dildos and other sex toys in the United States. He referred to them as Immoral rubber goods.
0: I read about that. And in
1: 1882, he confiscated 64,836 pounds of illicit material.
0: Holy cow. That's either a lot of dildos or one big <laughs> heavy dildo.
1: <laughs> I'm assuming it's a lot yeah, of I'm, dildos, I'm assuming. but you just never know. <laughs> Could have been one huge one. One
0: oh, huge one? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever it was, yeah
1: whatever at the time, who knows what they used back then, uh, I have no idea neither yeah. so yeah, he actually um, he was a civil War veteran who explored the sexual anxieties of his age to create national censorship um, regime for the first time in American history. So he had material censored and with sexual content. He had books burned, and he even went as yeah. far as going into um, where they had print the books, and he'd break the plate, so they could no longer continue printing without...
0: Gotta love that centri- censorship. You gotta make sure everybody is just like you.
1: <laughs> he stated, it breeds lust. Lust defiles the body, debunks the imagination, corrupts the mind, and deadens the will, destroys the memory, sears the conscious, hardens the heart, and damns the soul.
0: <laughs> that is interesting. I I get, uh, I get a little irritated when I hear about any kind of censorship. censorship? Yeah. Censures. I can't say the word.
1: Censorship. <laughs>
0: Thank you. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> Usually that's me. <laughs>
0: And especially when it's in a situation where it is, you know, is obviously this one person, this, or a group of people it could be, but, you know, a person has,
1: group, a, but he has, has
0: a belief that they want to pass on to everybody else. Now, everybody's entitled to whatever they want to believe in. That's totally fine. But when you want to force your neighbors have that same beliefs and have those same actions, I think that's so ridiculous. And stories like this make me mad.
1: <laughs> well, that's part of our government, even. But let's, no, not, go let's not go there.
0: Let's not go there. I agree. But I, I, I can't imagine, like, could you imagine if they came to our door to and asked, you know, do you have any... Toys in the house, we'd like to confiscate them.
1: I used to sell them. I have a big full <laughs> of the closet over there. But no, nothing to see here. Carry on. I
0: Move mean, along. with the amount of stuff you have, because you used to sell it, we'd go to jail.
1: <laughs> I'd say I never saw that before. I don't know what the hell he's doing with it. <laughs> You're such a pervert, Al. Take yeah, him away, yeah, officer. Yeah. Take him away. That
0: is what you would say. You would just throw me to the dog.
1: I'd throw you under the bus. Backwards, forwards, backwards, <laughs> forwards again. You're like, me and the kids will be okay, all right.
0: Thrown hmm. under the bus or <laughs> beeped in the butt. Never mind. Have I told you lately
1: <laughs> that I love you? Yeah,
0: funny. <laughs> Not quite enough.
1: <laughs> you know I'm joking.
0: I know, I know. All right. So, is that all, that all you have about the.
2: I thought
1: that was, was interesting. No, yeah. it was
0: very interesting. I just make, wanted to make sure I wasn't cutting you off in the middle of your story or
1: something. Did I, I, when I have something to say, there is no cutting me off. This
0: is true. You'll this try to true.
1: interrupt and I'll keep running right through you.
0: This is true. Well, I would like to talk about something that is extremely difficult to do.
1: Oh, my God. Did you hear that? No. What? Nothing. I just cut you off.
0: Yeah, fine. My next story is uh, it's it's something that's extremely difficult to do. Thousands of people do it every year, on average.
1: Stand on their head.
0: Six people a year die doing it.
1: That could happen. And so on far your head.
0: this year, ten people have died.
1: Ooh, the number went up.
0: Why are so many people dying on Mount ever?
1: Um. They're falling to their death, or they're dying of hunger.
0: Actually, usually neither. But this this story, an American climber died on the descent from the summit of Mount Everest yesterday. This was May 27th. um, In the latest string of deaths on the world's highest mountain. Um, The death of the American attorney, Christopher John Coolish, 62 years old, brings the total for the 2019 climbing season to 10 people. Uh, for the past 20 years, the average annual death, death rate of climbers on Mount Everest has been around six, but this year, 10 people have already been reported dead. Now, why? I wish I had a picture, and I'll have to. We'll have to post one on the Facebook page. I'll have to get cut. one. The line. It's overcrowded, and there's not enough oxygen.
1: The line is overcrowded.
0: There is literally lines of people going up the mountain. Like I couldn't so believe it when I the saw descent. these pictures.
1: That he, yeah, he was down
0: because he I didn't have enough oxygen to go up and down, and he start was just starting his descent and oh. not enough oxygen and he died. And I would
1: have been one of those, because I fell asleep when I was in the Colorado Mountains, mm-hmm. and I lasted two hours before I, like, fell right to sleep. I didn't wake up until we were back halfway down the mountain. Well,
0: yeah, but it just blew my mind seeing this picture of literally hundreds of people in a line <laughs> going up the mountain. And huh. so it made me look into it a little more. I always thought climbing Everest would be a very difficult thing to do, and it is, of course. Well,
1: um, I wouldn't expect it to be <laughs> easy, otherwise you know, everybody would be... <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to climb Everest, first of all, you know, it's not look like it's going to be cheap. You have to get permits and all this. You'll get about $20,000 just to get your permit and a Sherpa to go with you because you can't go alone unless you're an extremely experienced climber. Uh, they typically start out in the end of March. You don't reach the top till the end of May. That's two months. <laughs> That's like an extreme amount of time. You
1: do even get time off of work for that.
0: You're rich. If you're going, if the people who are climbing Everest and dying, are doing it because they're not experienced enough and they're going up for that selfie to put on their wall in their office <laughs> that says, look what I did.
1: My laptop, up there, duh.
0: Yeah, well, that, that would probably be a better idea. But Anyway, I was kind of looking into why, you know, why is this overcrowding on Everest? And it's because the economy in Nepal has crashed so bad that one of the best jobs you can get is to be a Sherpa that brings people up the mountain. The average monthly salary in Nepal is $48 a month. But a Sherpa gets paid $2,000 for the trip. So all these people are becoming Sherpas and taking all these people up the mountain and now there's too many people up there and not enough oxygen. (laughs) It's just kind of crazy. Like We have an overcrowding population on Mount Everest. The last place in the world I thought we'd be too crowded. I didn't take
1: it as it was too crowded. I took it as their body's not getting enough oxygen it's because true. they were at an elevated level for so long. It's, it, so their body is lacking, and it didn't adjust to it. So for that long period of time without the oxygen, not the fact that there is that many people up there.
0: But the, that many people up there has taken ha, has caused um it to get worse because, because of more people
1: of longer. So they're sitting there with Yeah, sitting there without longer. oxygen for
0: longer, and the. The more people there, the more people using the oxygen, the less I oxygen it there is to I that.
1: well,
0: that's, that's what I read in a number of different stories I read. I don't think it's
1: carrying the oxygen.
0: <laughs> you never know. You never know. But it, is, it definitely is true, the, the line, you're waiting too long to get up the mountain. Your
1: body is not, not enough getting enough oxygen. Mm-hmm.
0: But so 10 people so far this year has died, and the season's I just started. I
1: thought this 2016.
0: No, this is this year. Oh. 2019. This is the first, so is first first people just reached
1: more deaths and we're not even we're now halfway through the year. Well
0: this is it's the, the climbing season just started and the first people were reaching the top mid May. Oh that's
1: right, you said that.
0: Um but climbing season does go, you know, will last until September, October. So yeah, could hmm. see uh quite a climb in the number of deaths being that they've already been ten.
1: That's crazy. Well
0: so, yeah. If you're if you're going to Mount Everest, uh bring more oxygen, I guess.
2: Ugh. Bring a tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have about it. Yay! What
1: have you got? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, my next one, this is the one I was a little worried that you might have brought to the table. So, I'm getting it out there first. Okay. <laughs> so, on June 3rd, Clearwater, Florida. Nothing? I did
0: do a search for weird things in Florida this week because I really wanted to write a Florida story, <laughs> but I didn't find anything there. I got money. a
1: Florida story. Cool. Not what you're thinking, though. Cool. So I'm just going to quickly read through this. So, audio, there's audio, I'll post it to the page, has been released of a woman calling 911 after discovering an 11 foot long alligator sitting in her kitchen
0: oh my god an alligator in kitchen
1: alligator oh my god so a newspaper delivered or newspaper delivery woman first spotted the gator thrashing around in front of the condominium complex and then heard a loud crash the alligator (laughs) or aggregated i see now i can't talk
0: (laughs) the alligator (laughs) aggregator
1: agitated alligator had smashed through a window, and was wandering inside a house, so the woman called 911 to alert police of the intruder. Minutes later, it was the homeowner's turn to call, and it certainly caught the dispatcher by surprise. She told the man who answered the phone, I have a gigantic alligator who came in through my garage, and it's sitting in my kitchen. A huge (laughs) one! I could only imagine I didn't listen to the call.
0: What, what, What would go through your head? I'm like,
1: be... oh my god. So the woman, or the dispatcher, then responded, I'm sorry, it's in your house? <laughs> <laughs> the woman, with some excitement in her voice, answered, yes, it's huge! <laughs> 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 so the dispatcher followed up to make sure he understood that she had, um... She had said the alligator was in the kitchen and the woman responded, Yes, I don't know how it got here, but it's here. <laughs> <laughs> a trapper came and removed the reptile. But the excitement was far from over. Before wrangling it, the alligator knocked over a wine shelf, breaking several bottles. Oh, that's oh gotta die. And uh, this left a pool of red on the floor, which by or which may be mistaken for blood at first glance. The alligator was even eventually removed, and it's going to be relocated. It had a few minor cuts, but nothing serious. Well, no one else was hurt. It ruined the wine.
0: I it did ruin the wine, it. but... I, allig- I would have
1: tackled that alligator right then and there, like, no, that's the fine wine, you must die! I
0: freaked out that time a squirrel ran in our door.
1: Oh my god, I can't, was so funny! <laughs> I man. can't
0: imagine an alligator sitting in our living room in our kitchen. That would be insane. How-
1: <laughs> that was funny. Like the squirrel even knew it wasn't supposed to yeah, be there. Yeah, it ran in and
0: it was whoa, whoa, uh.
1: <laughs> sitting at the middle of the stairs to the basement, like looking up, like, oh my God, how am I going to get back out there? How am I going to get back out there? I don't want to go down those stairs.
0: That was hilarious. That it was, was hilarious. It
1: was the last time I ever laid the door open without like, something. We need a screen door back on that door. (laughs) We definitely
0: do need a screen door. We don't have to worry about alligators, though, thank Thank goodness.
1: Thank God.
0: Alligators in the kitchen. No
1: thanks.
0: That's kind of crazy. I'm glad we don't live in Florida.
2: Me too. I don't ever
0: want to live in Florida.
2: Me either.
0: Between the people I read about in Florida and the things I read about (laughs) happening in Florida, I don't don't need any of that.
1: Me either. I'll move to the Carolinas.
0: Carolinas aren't bad. I can tell you a state I don't want to move to.
1: I don't know. What? Florida? The,
0: the state my next story takes place in.
1: Uh oh.
0: I know we've talked many times how we're not gonna get political.
1: But I don't wanna get political. Well, this
0: out here. isn't gonna be overly political. It could. I could have pulled different stories from the same state, we could have got really political. But I didn't. Instead,
2: I pulled a story from Alabama. I have relatives in Alabama. Arthur's gay wedding
0: banned by Alabama Public Television. The show Arthur, the cartoon with I the rat. I heard
1: that somewhere. There were two episodes that were banned: yeah. the wedding and something else.
0: Yep. Alabama Public Television chose not to broadcast the season 22 premiere of Arthur. Holy cow! It's been on for 22 years. Um, it was on when I
1: was in high school. I
0: guess, I guess. Which included the same-sex wedding of beloved elementary school teacher, Mr. Ratburn. Uh, rather than airing the episode, they've scheduled a couple of reruns. Uh, here's a quote from an uh, from, uh, Alabama official. Uh, Parents have trusted Alabama Public Television for more than 50 years to provide children's programs that entertain, educate, and inspire. Um. More importantly, although we strongly encourage parents to watch television with their children and talk about what they've learned afterwards, parents trust trust that their children can watch APT, Alabama Alabama Public Television, without their supervision. We also know that children who are younger than the target audience for us, Arthur also watch the program.
1: I think it's the parents' job, not the government's job, to determine what our kids watch.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And if. If you do not want your child watching an episode of Arthur where the teacher is getting married to, it's
1: not like somebody date loves loves.
0: No, it's a wedding. We're <laughs> not asking you to watch it go <laughs> on a date, but it's just a wedding. No different. And it's a wedding with two cartoon rats. You can't even tell which well, one's a male one and a female. A rat, one was an aardvark.
1: Right okay. Lady.
0: Okay. But still, so they're not even the same species. So it almost could be a man and a woman.
1: It's an Does it really matter? Oh, inter-
0: interracial and gay. Oh my god. I know, <laughs> it's getting
1: deep
0: here. Just bothered me. And there's so much coming out of Alabama lately that bothers me. But this story, like, it's like, why the? You know who needs? <laughs> you know what? You know whose children? So
1: political. It's not even. Funny. I
0: know it is, but I'm just gonna say this, and then then I can be done with it. You know whose children need to watch this episode of Arthur? The children of parents who don't want them to.
1: Exactly, <laughs> but the sad part is, is because they're being raised like that, they're going to be raised. One episode is not going to change. A well, no, of mommy. course not. Of course not. I mean, it needs it to be could. just normal. It, it could. needs to be an
0: everyday normal life for it but to actually change somebody's mind.
1: They would have to be a child like me, where I question everything, even when I was taught one thing. Mm-hmm. I still went, but why?
0: I do have to say, even though this story, you know, it bothers me that there's things like this that go on in this country. When I think back, I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of a political junkie, you know that. I think back well, to we, watching... We kind of
1: both are. Yeah. You're a little bit more than me. I thought I was a political junkie. <laughs> I think
0: back to watching coverage of the 2004 presidential election, and one of the big things the Republican Party at that time was putting out is that you cannot vote for John Kerry Because if you do, he's going to make gay marriage legal. And President Bush came out saying, I'm going to pass an amendment banning gay marriage. And at that time, President Bush's opinion was the more popular of the opinion in this country. I don't think
1: it was the most popular. Vocally, it was the most popular. Exactly.
0: Now here we are, uh, 15 years, 16 years later, and it's exactly the opposite. And that's a good thing. That is progress. That's moving in the right direction.
1: We just lost mind. a few few listeners. I'm sure we
0: have, but I couldn't help <laughs>
1: But
0: If you don't want to watch Arthur, you don't have to. I don't think I've ever seen an episode.
1: Just let people be people. People. Yes.
2: Exactly. I'm happy.
1: <laughs> now on to non-political. Yes. Well, this could get political. Okay. So you know how I turned in my DNA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: For well, got you for your birthday. Got one of
1: those kits. I haven't gotten it back yet, but they did have enough DNA in it, and they're multiplying it right now at the current stage. So, okay. so they have what they need, and and I'm gonna get my results no later than July 3rd, but they said it'll probably be ready by the 16th. Okay. So cool. I pulled this story, and I was kind of reading it, and I was like, oh, maybe I should save this for when I get my results, so that way I can like. Throw out there what I am, because, you know, any way to talk about myself. Of
0: course. (laughs)
1: However, I couldn't wait that long to talk about
0: this. (laughs) You'll just have another story about yourself (laughs) later on. It's not a problem.
1: (laughs) So on oddity.com, I found three of the strangest results to come out of Ancestry DNA tests. And it kind of talks about if you're interested in trying it for yourself, check out some. or. Check out some help for choosing the best DNA. Um, you can kind of go to that website. You know, I don't know. But anyways, the three strangest results to come out of Ancestry DNA tests.
0: I'm really curious.
1: Not my child. One of the strangest DNA test result stories is of a woman who had twin daughters. She took a DNA test and found that the twins weren't hers.
0: What? However...
1: She knew all 12 she had conceived and birthed them. It had to be That's a mistake, right?
0: That doesn't make any sense.
1: The truth is incredibly strange. Her child had their aunt's DNA, her sister. The thing is, she didn't have a sister. Oh. Not a living one, at least. It turned out that yeah. she absorbed her twin inside the womb oh. and... It was cool. the sister's DNA that was showing up in her daughter's chest.
0: That's cool.
1: But it kind of makes you wonder.
0: Good thing she didn't have a sister. She would have hated her sister. Like, cause it, you know, <laughs> you know what I me mean? It makes
1: wonder, like, one of my nephews mm-hmm. was a twin. Okay. But he ate his brother. Okay. He was absorbed into the womb. Okay. I think that's a politer way of saying it. Yeah. But what if he had a child? So he could
0: have a child in it. What if child it's not, not his, DNA? his
1: DNA? I mean, is that even possible, or I don't is know. it only possible because she's a female?
0: I don't know. That's, so it, it makes very me wonder, like
1: out there in this world, you know that's your child, but DNA says it's not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How is that possible?
0: That's, that's I just just the thought doesn't make any sense to me in my head. I mean, I get it. I get how it happens. I get that it's real, but I can't imagine like if you told me one of my children who I know are my children are not my children, but they were conceived by me. <laughs> you know, I went through the act. I did what it took to
1: everybody have a child. Like, she cheated, she cheated. That, yeah. I was too freaking tired to cheat. Just to I, I,
0: I, would, I just couldn't, could not wrap my head around that. It's a good thing. Like I said, I, I hope she didn't actually have a, a living sister. You know, if she doesn't, then it's easy to explain. You know, obviously, here's the science. Here it is. If she has a living sister, she's gonna be so mad at her husband.
1: (laughs) But she carried the baby. Okay, that's true. That
0: doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see where you're coming from.
1: If roles were if roles were reversed, reversed,
0: then yes, I could see it. But it
1: would be like you cheated. You cheated. I guess
0: my first thought in that, if it just came back from somebody else's DNA and you didn't know it was your sister's Mm -hmm. DNA or like that similar to yours. My first thought would be, you know, did they switch the kids in the hospital? Where, where's my child?
1: You know, that would be a little weird. That so was then, just
0: number one, right? That was
1: just number one. All right. So, number two, a new identity. The story of Krista Bryan is also incredibly interesting. She grew up considering herself Hispanic. Her father died by suicide when she was still a baby. And so she had, or she did not have much at all, or idea of the parental heritage, I can't even talk. She decided to try ancestry test and find out more. So she found out more than she expected. Not only was her father not dead, he wasn't Hispanic either. He was an African-American man who had known her mother briefly. Krista had to reassess the way that she thought of herself But she says that meeting her newfound family was well worth it.
0: So, you know, that, I mean, it's an interesting story, but not nearly as weird as the first one. No. You know, this one, I'm sure, happens fairly regularly. I
1: actually had a friend, and it was the same thing, except the dad is still around, who's uh, Latino. Okay. He knew the daughter was not his. But she never, she grew up not knowing, she up not knowing that she, her actual father is African-American, but she looked Latino.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's, I can see how that could, you know, that's pretty easy to see. It's still, you know, interesting, this, you know, these are things that, you know, 10 years ago, people weren't thinking would all of a sudden pop up with, with these new ancestry sites and stuff like this and DNA tests you can have done now for very inexpensive cost. You know, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more of these things popping up.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. So, blood and water. When you think about the difference between family and friends, the statement, blood is thicker than water, comes to mind. So, family is family no matter how much um, you try to avoid that reality. But friendship can be very significant as well. There are millions of people who have a lifelong friendship who are, for all intents and purposes, family. For Walter MacFarlane and Alan Robertson, that reality turned out to be rooted in fact. They had each other. They had each separately taken the DNA test and were told that they had half brothers. When they were put in touch, neither could quite believe that that person who had been by their side so long oh with, was actually their brother. Actually, their brother. They had found this information out in their 70s after more than 60 years of friendship. Wow. Could you imagine? And you don't even get answers. Like, what? Your parents are dead. Yeah, I
0: can't. uh, Imagine your best friend and finding out that you're actually, yeah, and 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 not being able to piece it together. It'd be so hard to piece together, especially at that point in life. You know, parents are gone. Nobody to ask. Nobody to figure out how did this happen? How to yeah, that's crazy.
1: Well, I mean, you know how it happened. Well, <laughs> of
0: course I know, you know, the logistics of it, but... <laughs>
1: Mommy yeah. was, was sleeping with her best friend's husband. Or dun, me. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 Huh. Interesting, interesting. I like this DNA stuff. I find extremely interesting and curious to see where it goes in the next few years. Or curious to see if some... But he decides that it's a good thing to crack down on it and that the public shouldn't be open to this. I'm hoping they tell me me. my
1: mom's not my mom.
0: That is not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. I won't tell you why it's not going to happen, but it's not going to happen. Hey,
1: it happened in that first story.
0: (laughs) It did. It did. It did. Did Your mom have a twin?
1: I don't know. We'll find out. Okay.
0: (laughs) I guess we will. And when we do, we will let you all know. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, you can email the show. Uh, email us at uh, outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Um, Go
1: to Facebook, Outlandish Outcast Podcast, and leave a comment. Yes. Give us story ideas if you find anything interesting, and we'll take and research yes,
0: it. Yes, you know, even if you have some some criticism of us, we'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear uh, any, anything you've got. Uh, anything criticism. you've got, we'd like to hear it. Anyway. Um. With You're good
1: that, at, like overriding my interruptions. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep going too.
0: Anyway, have a great week, everybody, and we will. Uh, we'll be back to you next week with another episode.
1: Lucky number seven. Yeah!